Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. On this first episode of 2020, we talk about the Archons. Is there an ancient evil power behind current world events? And have they been manipulating humanity from behind the scenes throughout the ages? Let's dive in. I'm your host, Melissa Tittle, and every week I go to my favorite bar, Cosmic Cantina, and kick back with my co-hosts, Josh Golombeski and Matt O'Connor. We talk about aliens, Bigfoot, ghosts, ancient cultures, and anything from the unseen world that needs a little illumination. Welcome back to Cosmic Cantina. This is our first episode of 2020. Woo! And tonight, Season two. we're drinking hard kombucha, Alosa. Alosa? Alosa, which yeah. is pretty good. Pretty yeah, good stuff. Great. We're embracing stuff. the kombucha craze. We're trying to be healthy, but still get a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. <laughs> right. Awesome. All right. So I want to bring up something that's a little bit timely that's going on. There's a lot of things happening in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about politics here, but Ooh, we do boy. talk about things that could possibly be evil. Ooh. So I came across this story um, that was published January 9th, and it was on ABC News. And it's a photo of a solar eclipse rising over the Persian Gulf causing quite a stir on social media and it mm-hmm. looks like devil horns you can go to abc7 news you can see this article and you can see the picture um the funny thing was this is actually taken december 26th by a astronomy buff who thought it was interesting and it didn't get published till after the whole conflict in iran started happening so it was a precursor it was a harbor yeah, it was a precursor ah. um so it got posted and then people were saying this is the dawn of evil because it's in, it's in the persian gulf and it's it's you know it's uh, what does it mean type of thing so uh, of course a lot of astronomers are saying look it's there's nothing evil over the persian gulf it's just this <laughs> yeah. it's uh yeah. thanks it's, science it's, yeah guys exactly. just relax thank god because i immediately panicked and thought the devil yeah. was returning yeah the devil <laughs> was coming up over the sea of the persian gulf um but I find it interesting. The reason I'm bringing up this story uh, is that I think that it's very interesting that, uh, first of all, it was taken December 26th. Then it was um, posted right after the Iranian missile crisis that just happened. Um, and then people are calling it the dawn of evil. So the reason I'm bringing this up is that I think that there's a subconscious level of thinking that it's it's not about a certain country, it's just that there's some evil shit going on. And uh, and people are posting about it, and people are trying to find evidence about it. Like, what's going on? There's like fires in Australia, like we're possibly on the brink of World War III, there's like a panic, there's like a fear, and so we're looking for any evidence, no matter how crazy it is, devil horns coming up over the Persian Gulf. Yeah. And I think it's just worth talking about, because what if that fear is, is has some truth to it? Yeah. Sure. Is that, I mean, is that what the only thing that people were creep freaking out about was that it just looked like devil horns? It was there. Right. Well, it's, the, it's, I was just thinking it's funny that we still, you know, it's been millennia and we're still looking up into the sky and trying right. to find meaning. 
Yes. That's right. Pretty- <laughs> right, but we're but we're humans. Like that's what we do. Yeah. We, you know, because I mean it's the oldest we have this story of its understanding old. that that the unseen world tells us more than the seen world, even though we're taught that everything needs evidence and and just like, you know, the astronomy people in this up in this uh, article are saying, yeah. like, look, you guys, this, this is no devil coming <laughs> yeah. up over the Persian Gulf. But, but, um, if it happened 5,000 years ago, it would definitely be a bigger deal. People right. would definitely hold more stock in it for sure. Right. But I feel like yeah. people are holding stock into it now. And so you have to think to yourself, you, you can't, I think a lot of people are kind of embracing this fact that they don't think that specifically there's a country to blame for like what is happening in the Middle East. I mean, we can go down that road, but that's not our podcast. That there's just something pulling the strings. Like what is happening in the Middle East that we must constantly fight over? Like countries, like not just the United States are there, but there's Russia, there's China. And and then what's really happening with Iran? Like we don't have to answer that question, but we can say what is happening that we must be there besides oil? Could there be somebody pulling the strings behind the strings? Right? I'll so, tell you what's the, what's the Stargate. Stargate. Mm. Yes, I've heard of the Stargate. So I've heard. I'm not going to hang my hat on that one, but that's what I've heard. Mm. There's, there's all sorts of crazy buried stuff over there. It's not just the oil. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff. That there's the idea that there was a UFO crash in the 90s. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. There. Um, I can't remember the exact year, but there was a UFO crash and so it was around the time that we decided to topple Saddam's uh, whole regime. The first time? The first time. Okay. And so apparently, I actually did this story for History Channel. Apparently there was a UFO crash, and it was reported by uh, a bunch of um, shepherds. There was something weird that happened in the sky. There was a crash, and then shortly after, we invaded. Huh. Yeah, that so was the motivation wasn't oil in control. But yeah, so that, that's just a theory. That's just a theory. Well, that's a theory I could buy into. It sounds more exciting. <laughs> I'm on board. More I got Josh. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going on in the Middle East? Yes, it's old. It's where like a lot of religion and civilization mm-hmm. started, which right. is important. Um, it could be something esoteric like a UFO or an ancient structure that it holds importance why we want to go there. Right. Or it could just be oil. But I think what you're getting at is not only is it just the global elite positioning pieces to try to control the Middle East, there's something going on even above that, potentially, right. that is causing a non-stop war on purpose. Like, it's not supposed to end. That's the kind of the yeah. the part of it that, that is really compelling because why? Well, it's been hundreds of years. Like, we can't get our shit together as a human race. Like, really? It's that bad? I mean, right. It probably is. Nobody's party. even conquered that since Alexander the Great. So, like, what's going on there? Why is it perpetual war forever? Right. There's also the theory uh, from, I've talked about this guy before on this podcast, if you want to check him out, his name is Matthias, um, that there is an energetic presence in the Middle East that uh, kind of holds the whole power of, of the entire planet. You know, he's very esoteric. But mm. So whoever holds the power of that region uh, holds the power of the earth. So Ooh, if, if somebody was just to retreat from it, then somebody else would come in and take the power. Huh. So it's it, that that's his theory, but but then like what, what when he says center though is it like a specific monument or a, or a part out in no, the desert? No, I don't think it's a monument. About? I mean, I think specifically he was talking about Iran so who's, as being kind of the heart of of the the planet. Who and, has it really? Yeah. The, Iran has it because they're certainly not like a big power. No, but I mean uh, they're not using it. Well, no, it's, it's there's a reason why we have a presence there, uh, right? And there's yeah. a reason why Russia wants a presence there. Yeah. And China's coming along. <laughs> right. And is it really about oil either? I mean, we produce a lot of our own oil now. We cross the threshold where right. we produce plus, more mean, than we import. Plus, I mean, I think there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that think we have the ability to have different kinds of energy. 
So is it about yes. oil? Right? Yeah. No. So the thing is, is that I don't think that you can blame a country or a person. We can mm-hmm. find many reasons to do that because that's what we do in our culture. We blame people. Yeah. But it's why would... That's what we do, but but why would, <laughs> but why wouldn't um, could there be something else pulling the strings behind that? Like who gets these ideas? Dark forces behind the strings. Dark. Behind could the there scenes. be dark forces? Yeah. Mm. You did some research on narcissism about archons. I did. So the archons, guys. Explain yes. to us what the archons are, because I think that might feed into the well, narrative. Yeah. So at the moment, I feel like it's another one of those blanket terms that a lot of researchers in quotes kind of use to kind of talk about like i don't know the illuminati i guess and like it was reptilians before that the shapeshifters or like demons archons demons yeah like the 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 sort of (laughs) the the dark force behind the scenes yeah uh uh manipulating man um through greed and power greed and power yeah that sort of thing so, I mean, in, in Gnosticism, so uh, just to back up on uh, Gnosticism in general, it's basically... Uh, wait, wait, so before you go that, do archons come from Gnosticism? It's a term. The term comes Gnosticism. from, originates yes. from Gnosticism. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Yes and no. There's a few different sects yes. that kind of borrow. And this is the kind of the problem with <laughs> religions in general. Once you start looking at something, you realize that everyone borrowed from everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all right. different religions have all different parts of all this kind of stuff. I guess the Gnostics were one of the first, I guess, to really kind of um, have this idea. But really, it's just... They're an early sect of Christianity. Yeah, I mean, really, and before that, it, it's just the the whole idea of there being a battle between the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. It's like the oldest story ever told. It's, it's the basis of every story, basically. Yeah, the light versus dark. We've heard that. So before. Gnosticism basically comes from the word gnosis, which means knowledge. Mm-hmm. Gnosticism. Here's their shtick. There were these things called aeons, and this is the light. Yeah. This is the the goodness there's the female energy and the male energy mm-hmm. and one of these aeons whose name was Sophia decided she wanted to create some shit this is very, very rudimentary she births this thing called the Demiurge um, and so the Demiurge was the creator of the material cosmos and imagined himself to be the absolute god so this Demiurge sort of took on this role as this god hmm. this this version of christianity doesn't have the holy trinity well this isn't christianity oh so the christians tried to destroy this religion back right. in the day. they burnt all the fucking books they wanted nothing to do with it but it's an early sect of christianity so they, it is yeah a lot of christianity of comes same, from this they took some of the same principles and put them into the bible yeah this so remember i was that. saying like hmm. all these religions kept borrowing shit from all other religions yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. perfect example of this so creates a number of these uh, spheres. Each one is ruled over by lower powers or the archons. So the archons really just is a word for a ruler. Basically, it's the it's the boss, the ruler. Not human, though. These are off-world entity type creatures. So, so if you think of yeah. the demiurge being the king and then the archons being the lords. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the whole idea of Gnosticism is... Um, they believe that uh, liberation can only be achieved by by knowledge. Basically, is like learning stuff and the consumption and evaluation of reality through this knowledge. 
and and the idea is you want to get out of this material world so so it's all about the duality so there's the dark light the yin and the yang there's the material and the spiritual the archons basically have us locked into this material uh corporeal form and they don't want us to realize that we have this thing called a divine spark within all of us and so we were supposed to sort of get out of this corporeal form and join back into the pleroma which means fullness so it's like the oneness it's the like oneness the I one that everyone needs to come those tequila drinks in. with grapefruit pleroma pleroma okay sorry <laughs> no <laughs> Melissa no <laughs> serious time now okay alright <laughs> so basically all the archons are, are these they rule over the, the the material world and they entrap man in this in, in this physical prison and we have this inside our soul this divine spark that is yearning to get back to the what do they call it the pleroma pleroma Mm -hmm. which is like the oneness the one energy of everything so the archons are imprisoning us on this well, planet, yeah, or is it on purpose for us to learn something to break free of it? Is it well, inherently evil? I think, or is it just, I think you know? the idea is there always has to be this balance. But the thing is, is that we haven't been able to break through of it because we get obsessed with the materialistic society that the archons keep creating. They're like, yeah, but if you just don't work so hard, then what are you going to have? Right? right? It's this it's this constant and it feeds into our society. It's not like a person. It's like a it's a it's a vein that runs so deep into our, our current existence and it has for thousands of years. It's not like we just came upon this now. Mm. It's been like that since the dawn of civilization, which was Sumer. It is trapping humans in their own prison so they can never yeah. escape. Even if you think about the way they're invading, it's not like a direct battle where they're coming in and they're pew, 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 like shooting us down. It's like a, it's, it is like they're infecting us. Well, this is this is really interesting. I did an interview with Sarah Adams. Sarah Adams is an intuitive healer, but she also uh, gets hired by people to look into stuff on a um, remote viewing level. And um, she has been talking a lot on her personal media and a lot of um, people that she talks to about the Archons. So it's a thing that she's pretty passionate about. So I want you to to listen to this interview that we did with her about this article on how the Iranians were saying that the United States might be ruled by white, tall aliens. Our elite leaders around the world are deeply influenced by these negative forces. And this is why they lack empathy. This is why they lack compassion and heart. Because anything that has been infected infected by this uh, demiurge, by these arconic forces, will lack compassion, will lack all of those things. So they're using a lot of elite leaders around this world to carry out, you know, uh, oppression towards humanity, which then causes humanity to be very much emotionally stressed more and drained, and they're feeding off of that energy. So they are using our elite leaders to feed off of the, the, you know, humanity. I have the gifts to see spirits. So I'm able to see this force. I'm able to sense when it's in people. Um, I'm able to, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it knows this and it's not very happy that I know it. Um, mm-hmm. it wants to stay hidden and I, I, I bring a lot of light to it. So I've had a lot of, uh, issues and attacks in the past from people infiltrated by this force the the treaty that was done with the quote ets you know with, we had uh eisenhower 
Right. That treaty that was done was not literally done with ETs, but rather interdimensional archonic beings. I believe that America was sold out in a way to to these entities that they could feed off of um, the mass public. That's what I believe. So I believe that even though it sold off as, you know, a treaty with ETs, it was actually interdimensional beings that they signed this treaty with. Well, is there any other countries, though, that probably have the same thing? I will say this. I do think that most elite leaders are compromised. I mean, if you you were t- if you wanted to invade somewhere, you try to take over the main leaders. That's the best way to do it. And that's what this force has done. What better way than to completely have control of entire nations? A lot of people aren't aware that they are um, infected by this. And I believe that there's probably a lot of elite leaders or elite people out there who don't even know that they're being um, manipulated by these forces. They think that the emotions and all of the thoughts and stuff are their own when actually it's this force, these forces that are using them as a chess piece in its game against humanity. Do you feel, though, um, and another thing that you and I are both talking about is there seems to be, I think ABC News published articles uh, with the fires and smoke in Australia with these these strange-looking devil faces or demon faces coming out of the fire. I mean, maybe it's just ironic, but or maybe it's a symbol of some sort. Do you feel as much as they seem to be making themselves known, is there actually a movement of, of good happening at the same time, and that's why they're pushing back? I mean, what? why now, Is I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, there's a great awakening happening, and there's a great awakening happening. They are upset about this, and they want to go ahead and do their best to terrify humanity and scare it so that it's in a state of fear. And when, of course, when you're in a state of fear, you lose your power. You're losing your energy. So they're trying to do that right now. And you know what? I do see this consciousness as almost... I, I wouldn't necessarily call it evil, even though it's doing things like this. I would say that a long time ago, those who opened the gates should have never opened those gates. And that force belongs in, um, you know, it belongs in another dimension. And we need to push it back into that other dimension. And that's one of my, um, one of the the missions I have here on Earth is to help lovingly, almost with unconditional love, push this using my light and using my heart to put, help push this force back where it belongs in its original resting place. Yes, it's showing up everywhere because it's scared too. It's scared it's losing control. So there's a battle going on and each side is scared. Humanity's scared. But I assure you this this force too, it's, it's scared to lose its control. And that's why it's acting out. And that's why we had an eclipse. We saw the devil horns. That's why we saw this really evil looking face in the fires in Australia. Well, amazing. Um, Thanks for spending a little time with us on Cosmic Cantina. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me on. I enjoyed it. Wow, the Forbes article? I'd never ever seen it. Right? And they just said straight up that there was like white, tall white aliens. Right, running, that the United States is run by tall white aliens. But they were being serious? No, but isn't like, Look, look, we bring up a lot of different news outlets, but it's Forbes. Like, why is that published in Forbes? It's just yeah, odd. It's, really it's just weird. Well, because um, the Iranians said it, and it's bizarre, you know, and Forbes can comment on the Iranians saying something bizarre without getting in trouble themselves, right? Right, right. but still, like, the reason that they would decide to publish as strange. 
So yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, uh, but you know, I was very interested in what she said about world leaders. I mean, she's kind of backing up what we were talking about earlier. Is that you know could they be running by this force? Of course, I asked her, are they tall white aliens? She's like, no, it's just it, they're archons, right? So that doesn't mean. It, it, whatever they are, they can come up in any form that they want to. Yeah, she says they're shapeshifters. They're shapeshifters. So, yeah. so if you're used to seeing tall Tricks white aliens, then that's what you would see. Or that's the part of the interview I took away because a lot of my research, I was really interested in how people access these archons. What are the rituals? How do people interact with these creatures? Or do they even? And she brought up in the interview talking about how they're influenced by them. So this leads into my research. When we come back, we're going to do our first segment called Woke AF Top 3. I'm going to break down the top three movies, films, or media that go into the Illuminati and the Archons and the rituals they use to communicate and gain power. Wow. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Before I get started on the three most important movies in my life that talk Josh about the Illuminati, fire. I want to just say, first of all, whether or not it's real that people in the world, elites, are interfacing with, with archons or demons and gaining power from them, whether or not that's real or not, I don't know. What I do know is real, which is really fascinating to me, is that they do these ceremonies. I mean, the they be- believe it. Yeah, they believe it. it doesn't matter if you do don't, because they do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Is it just old as time rituals that super rich people do for initiation practices into these secret cults? Maybe. Is there actually po- power being drawn from it? I don't really know, but there's a lot of interesting stuff I found. All right, here we go. Yeah. Woke AF top three. These top three aren't, I'm not gonna say they're the best three movies ever made about the Illuminati, but the three of, right. of my favorites. The one is a recent one, it's fun. It just came out last year, it's called Ready or Not. And it's about a, a woman who not, marries into a, a super rich family that, uh, has, uh, that was a, has all their money from a board oh, yeah. game empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it, is it good? It's pretty good, it's one of those yeah. straightforward movies, there's nothing big in it, but it's just done really well. It's a really good thriller. Yeah. There's lots of occult imagery in it, there's lots of occult things going on. Ultimately, they're performing a ritual where they have to kill her, ultimately, in order for the family to go on. I won't mm. tell you what happens in the end. It's actually a pretty f- crazy ending that's super, supernatural. A personal sacrifice. A personal sacrifice. the most that the god wants. It starts with a game where, like, that might not happen, and they all draw a card, and they draw the wrong one, and they have to hunt her and kill her because it's a movie, and it's fun. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. I'm not going to go deep into this one. More than just, like, it's just proof no that spoilers. movies are constantly made, and directors are constantly yeah. trying to get this information out there. This one mm-hmm. I don't think is as deep as the ones I'm going to get into next, or on, it wasn't on purpose to try to get a message out. But that's the one thing I found out there. There's lots of directors and artists who are purposely layering their material to say something. So right. is it that they're, that they're trying to get the word out, or is it just an innate thing in all of us that we're interested in? 
that we were drawn to, and it just, or, or it just maybe, makes money. Yeah, maybe that's right. When we were trying to crack the code ourselves. I mean, that's what artists do. They don't actually solve problems. They just bring up things that like people don't want to talk about. I think it's both. Uh, ready or not is what you're saying. It's just people who aren't consciously maybe even thinking about it. But the next one I want to bring up, everyone's probably seen this series. It's not a movie. It's called uh, True Detective Season 1. Ooh. It's about two detectives who undercover Amazing a shit. horrible um, cult involving a church and high-level people. Yeah. And through the whole season, they unravel it. And in the end, it's very disheartening because they basically figure it out but can't do anything about it. The Yellow King. So they never actually get to who the Yellow King is, but no, they they sort of unlock the lower levels of, of what's happening. But there's always the, the question at the end of the series when they kind of find the killer, mm-hmm. in quotes, but they never get to get, actually get to who's behind it all. Right, right. And that's the scary thing. part of the whole series because yeah. you realize it's just... Never yeah, it ends. speaks to the cover-up, that these people yeah. can cover up anything, and it doesn't matter, they're yeah. about the law. Yeah. But this is actually based off, that show is interesting, but there's a short documentary that Vice did, yeah. um, Vice Media, that talks about the origins of the show. And it's all, it takes place in this small town in Louisiana, with a very small church. The small the town itself was gorgeous, and the people are nice, so I don't want anyone to like think the town was evil. But this one church <laughs> involved these two people who were horrible human beings who ran a church and had a youth room where they ran Ugh. satanic oh. rituals on, Don't ever put on children and adults. It's crazy. The, the worst thing you could think of happened in this room over oh and over again. God. They went in and eventually figured out... These guys confessed, by the way. They they just suddenly showed up at the police station and was like, hey, I've been doing terrible things for a long time and I feel really bad about it. And I don't know oh. what to do about it. But anyways, what this what this is proof of is that like not only do the elites get attached to these entities, but somehow lower level people too get wrapped up in this craziness but they were doing mm-hmm. occult rituals they were forming circles they were doing the whole nine yards this is in about the room. power and yeah it was all about power and they shut the lights off and all the walls would light up with black writing you know like what's that called when it's like you can only see it when the lights are off yeah. that type of writing it was super super dark shit and one thing that I'm, I've heard before from witnesses and people who have come forward from different of these victims of these ceremonies who didn't die. Mm-hmm. The guy himself who did this and other people have verified this is what they said. I mean, I don't know if it's real. This is, this is still true Yeah, protective. this guy would be forming these ceremonies which are dark and terrible which I'm not going to explain but he claimed and other people who were there witnessed that he would actually shapeshift while it happened Whoa. into different types of animals a lot of times reptilian snakes and wolf and he would like literally change his face and take on the embodiment of it so he'd get a little crazy get a little wolfy get a little snaky <laughs> but, but but his face would change too and I've heard that before in other ceremonies I always thought that was really interesting and it's not proof of anything but it leads to the fact that it's not just a psychopath child molester doing something terrible and using religion as a way of manipulating people it could be something else he's right. literally he's actually tapping into something yeah he's Which, letting something else take over for the sake of power and control maybe it's an archon yeah a demon or whatever word or lens you want to use mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting and also really terrible and those two dudes are in jail for the rest of their life thank god so I, I, I don't know if you've seen Helia, or, and specifically Helia Season 2. Uh, I've been watching it. Awesome, awesome series. Yes. Greg and Dana Newkirk, they're my heroes. Um, but I don't know if we can do a show <coughs> at some point about this. We definitely should. Season 2 gets into very similar territory. Uh, people people that evoke uh, higher powers at a lower level, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. the elites, right? It's not about the elites. It's like, but I mean, it is kind of like this backwards town somewhere in the middle of the country. Yeah, yeah. But it is the elites of the town. So it is like, you know, there's claims, you know, allegedly the sheriff and a few other like higher up people are kind of the perpetrators of what's going on. So, you know, they're not like the president or the queen of England, right. but they are of that little town 
of that little space, they they are the kind of the top. Tier. So it's always about power. Yeah. It's whoever's in power. Yeah, it and it is, can be yeah. small or big. And it brings me to my third. This is one of my favorite movies in a weird way because when you first watched it, I thought it was boring. <laughs> this is the third and top three. The first time I watched it, I was like, that was ridiculous. It's called Eyes Wide Shut. Of course. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I thought it it was marketed as like a steamy sex romp with two like in their prime, super hot Hollywood stars. Right. It was not. (laughs) (laughs) It was not. It was still a lot of sex going on in it, but not in a fun way. So so the people who haven't seen this movie, I'm sure you heard of it, Mm -hmm. involves a couple who's having marital issues, or at least the wife claims that she wants to cheat on him or had a a fantasy about doing it. And it sets off the character Bill, the doctor, who gets involved. He's a house doctor to rich people. He gets involved. He gets invited to these, like, fancy ball parties in New York. And eventually he gets... He tries to join or gets initiated into a cult, and ultimately in the end, he doesn't. This cult is the global elite. This is, like, the Illuminati. These are the Rothschild... The famous parties from the 70s, you've seen those pictures before? Yes. These pictures with these giant masks. This is that party. It is. He ends up going to this party in the end where it is just rife with occult Im- imagery. Everything from the floor is checkered like Freemason temples yep. and stuff to every little thing. This is a Kubrick film, by the way. So every th- shot is rife with just so much metaphor and symbolism. Yeah. Right. Beyond the point, I don't even know. I have to look it up. Like there's a star of Ishtar in the back, which is a very occult symbol. There's mm-hmm. and like the way they use it in the scene and when they come together, like it's all like that guy, that movie might be boring and you might not like it. And I, I really didn't the first time, but it is it is metaphor beyond metaphor. I mean, everything from the pillars. You can like literally pause really... and like analyze a frame. That's yeah. interesting you brought up Ishtar. Ishtar was the first... Uh, and I think I talked about this in an earlier podcast. Ishtar, the house of Ishtar, was the place where all the women that were goddesses would stay. And it was also the bank, right? Oh. So when you would cash in your chips and you, you produce enough crop, then you would get to sleep with one of the goddesses. So wow. that makes sense that it was in the Kubrick frame, like a certain frame. Fun. Well, some people argue that whole film is about worship of goddesses, which is interesting. Nicole Kidman's character is the Scarlet Woman from Alexander Ellis. Crawley's. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. The Red Woman. The Red Woman. That's yes. who she is. That's what she mm-hmm. represents in the movie, which is interesting. So they yeah. shot uh, that whole, uh, the sexcapades, yeah. that whole, uh, what was the ritual sex orgy thing that they mm-hmm. did. That was actually shot in a Rothschild mansion. Yes. Ah, I, heard I didn't know England. that. Yes. It was shot in, Ross- in England, which is really fascinating. But it takes place in New York. The whole movie is right, yeah. about yeah. New York. But it's yeah. Sad which is super weird and in the party itself they even have like you know when the rituals happen there's a circle there's sex happening everywhere it is something straight out of what you would look up what an Illuminati sex power <laughs> magic ritual is about I don't know yeah. like what that ritual was or how it works but I want to get to the next point so there's a prostitute in the movie who helps Bill at one point and then she ends up dead mm-hmm. what uh, I, I did some research I was, I was like, okay, if these rituals exist, which I've heard many people talk about them, I'm assuming they do exist, right. there must be something out there. There must be someone who's been in these sex parties who, who didn't get killed and came out and talked about it. So I did find one woman um, who seems super credible, who has a bunch of videos about her and a bunch of articles, and her name was uh, Annika Lucas, and mm. she claims that she was uh, sex trafficked at a young age, from six until she was a teenager in Belgium. Which a, a lot of people talk about Belgium, the hotspot, and NATO being there as being one of the centers of uh, pedophilia and, uh, and a lot of these satanic rituals, which is really interesting. And she claims that she was, you know, ritually abused for a long time, 
by world leaders, not just nobodies, by random people, like second in power for a country. And she doesn't go into the names in the videos, but you can find that information if you want to. And she verified basically everything in that movie. Like this is what they do. She didn't she didn't tie its eyes wide shut, I am. She's just saying, this is what happened to me. Like these same exact kind of rituals. Sometimes it wasn't as much as like a group of people in cloaks all around in a mass. Sometimes it was just terrible things in the small rooms. Mm -hmm. But uh, she, she seems very credible. I don't think she's lying. And she, in, in my mind, could be proof that these ceremonies really are happening. They're really doing these rituals. And could they be interfacing with the Archons? I don't know that next well, step, but I, mean, I know it's real and they're really the, doing it. It's twisted the, as The fuck. rituals, and you know, we don't need to get into all the details, but the rituals are about taking energy, right? So sexual energy is the highest form of energy that we have on this planet as a human. So if you take it, then you have that energy. Like that's like their life force. So that that's the obsession with the with the elite. Like when they is talk that about the elite, off? is that what the archons feed off? Is that what that's it is? That's what the archons feed off. So you because scare them, and you take that energy, and they're able to eat it. Right, exactly. So that's that's like the power. But but I think like when we started this this whole podcast, and we we're talking about you know like this, like they're creating mass fear. It, it doesn't. If you think about that, that's not sexual energy. That's just like holy shit. Like things might be going down, like for everybody on this planet, not just. A couple countries um but it it's the same thing right so like in your brain the same thing that releases releases fear is the same thing that releases ecstasy it's it's the same chemical it releases the same amount of energy it's funny you say that i remember when we took out the bad guy in iran and they started launching missiles i was really really excited and also scared at the same time i don't want to sound like i'm a pro-war person but Part of me was actually really excited about it while I was really terrified. And I'm glad it's all over, but I couldn't stop watching the news. I couldn't stop checking on it. I couldn't, like, the fear and the excitement of it was like a rush in a sense. Right, but that's because it's the same chemical. So yeah, it I doesn't matter yeah, if you're yeah. at like a, a elite party with a checkered floor and everybody's wearing lampshades and fucking each other. Like it, it could be like the fact <laughs> that you're watching the news because like World War Three could be happening. It's the same thing that's happening in your brain. So and they're feeding off it. Yeah, it, they're feeding off of it. And um, so that's why I think like people really need to to watch all the news outlets. They really need to understand what's happening instead of just jumping to a conclusion. You should always be prepared in your mind of what's happening, but you shouldn't like jump onto the bandwagon of like, oh, shit's about to go down. Yeah, yeah. No, because okay. that's what they want you to feel. So the last thing I want to say is that Kubrick died five days, roughly, after he finished the edit of the movie. And then it was taken over by other people and re-edited and apparently toned way down. Yeah, that's the story the ritual. It, yeah. Well, that was interesting, Josh, as always. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't bring the house down. You were yeah. like, you just like subdued passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to speak a little slower. And I think, I think it works for me. Like this. Um, I do feel more woke now. So thank you. So here's the thing. I think that like if we bring this full circle, we started with devil horns in the Persian Gulf coming up over the sea. You know, could it be a sign that things are happening? And, and I don't, I don't disagree that that is not true. I just think that there's evil all around us all the time and there's people that want to perpetuate it because it's powerful so we have to be smarter than the system of which we've created that, that we support that and so when I think about the scary things that might be happening in our world right now um, I would have to say that they're not not happening but I think that we need to be conscious of of what's influencing us to feel the things that we feel and come from a place in knowing that we have more power than the people that have all the power 
Well said. Well said. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. Here's Cheers. the 2020 Cheers Cosmic Cantina. Kombucha forever. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.